fanboys and bangirls and non-binaries. Welcome to an edition of The Franchise Talks, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, The Franchise, and welcome. We're in our, I think, our first full week into February. The Super Bowl's right around the corner. Can't wait. February 12th is the Super Bowl. We got the battle of the Kelsey brothers, Travis Kelsey versus Jason Kelsey. First time brothers face each other on opposite teams in the Super Bowl. A lot of trainers have been announced. About 12 or 13 trainers have been announced. And we're showing previews of ads that are going to be coming out in the Super Bowl on TikTok. Right now, if it comes to Sportsman Now, I'm watching Manchester United versus Leeds. That's the time of this recording. It's second half. Leeds is winning one nothing. Final Manchester United will come back and pull up a win. So, other than that, or tie the game. Hopefully, I am wearing my Manchester United gear. Of course, you guys are going to be able to see it's audio only. <laughs> so, without any ado, before I get to the main topic at hand, I do want to talk about some new stuff. I also want to take, you know, I'm going to do these special anime-focused episodes on certain animes that I finished re-watching or watching for the first time. Give you my deep, you know, analyzation of the anime, anime itself. So I do warn you, there are going to be spoilers because I'm going to be picking out certain moments from the two seasons of anime. So it's going to be right on those rare episode occasions where I just focus on anime. But I do want to give you guys some new stuff that I found during the week. Give you my quick rant, and then we move on to the main topic at hand. Before I get into today's news, plus, you know, what I'm going to talk about when it comes to anime, I do want to talk about... Our sponsors, not only are we sponsored by ExpressVPN and also Anchor, but also Poddex. But first, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, our main home platform. You know, they help you with the tools to get the best to make a podcast. But we're also sponsored by Poddex. And you're curious, what is Poddex? Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts. In the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex, how are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast? Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the promo code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. Thank you so much to Poddex. And a big shout out to our other sponsor, ExpressVPN. I know I use it, and I believe you should use it as well. ExpressVPN is a service that will give you a unique IP address powered by a VPN or a virtual private network, which will protect your data and browsing history from hackers, your IP service. And the government, it's like having a second lock on the front door. ExpressVPN provides a masking encryption tool known as a tunnel, which replaces your current IP address to a random unique IP addresses connected to 97 countries' servers throughout the world. It will take hackers 100 years to get your information. It is powered by a 256-bit encryption tool used by the government. ExpressVPN does not keep any records of your browsing history, so surf with a peace of mind. ExpressVPN lets you access geolog content by letting you switch your location to a different country's server with just a couple of clicks. For example, Studio Ghibli films are available on Netflix internationally. So I open Netflix in my browser, click on ExpressVPN, switch my location to Canada, refresh, 
type in Studio Ghibli, and get access to the entire library. It's that simple. You can also use ExpressVPN to shop region-specific sites to avoid price discrimination. ExpressVPN can be used on smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, game consoles, PCs, and more. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. Do offer a 30-day money-back guaranteed. No hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or no more popular $99.95 for a year with a savings of 35% off a month. They offer best-in-class security and encryption. Once again, they have no activity logs and connection logs. They're rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and Apple Store. Right now, listeners of the Franchise Talks get three months added for free by signing up using our link expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Thank you so much to ExpressVPN, Poddex, and Anchor. Now we'll get to the the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty of our podcast. But first, let's talk about some new stuff that I just pulled up. I just pulled up a couple headlines from comicbook.com. Let's go ahead and talk about ones I kind of pulled out this week. I know the biggest thing that people are ranting right now is that AMC has announced they're introducing a way to make movie going experience much better than a big screen. But looks like AMC is going to be rubbing people the wrong way. Apparently, starting this Friday, Theaters in New York, Chicago, Kansas City are set to roll on nationwide by the end of the year with pricing. They're going to set up pricing scales based on the seating of the theater itself, meaning pretty much they're calling it value sightline. Pretty much you're going to have a three-tier pricing system. Pretty much this is according to this article from Combo.com. Mostly what they say, what AMC describes is value sightline will be a seat in the front row of the auditorium as well as the leak. Select ADA seats in each auditorium and available at a lower price than the standard sightline seats. Value sightline pricing is only available at AMC to AMC stub members, including their free two membership. Standard sightline are the seats that are most common in our terms and are available for a traditional cost of ticket. So pretty much anywhere in the upper rows or probably somewhere in the middle. But this is the one thing that people are like. Preferred sign-line seats are the seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sign-line seats. AMC Stubbs A-list members will be able to secure preferred sign-line seats at no extra cost. So basically, if you want... no, This basically takes away the whole... You can pick your seats now. Like, now it's like almost like they're treating it almost going to a sporting event. Or even a concert. So pretty much, you want a closer seat, you want to pay more. But this is the opposite of what they're doing. So the cheap seats will be in the front of the auditorium. And pretty much the standard seats will be more upper side. But if you want like the middle that people pick, you have to prefer sightline. So basically it's gonna be a three tier system. And apparently it's all gonna be affected to prices are all gonna be affected um only for theaters or showtimes after four PM and participating locations will not be offered on Tuesdays which the chain offers $5 tickets all day. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they want to get a little extra money. They want to get people to the theaters. But, I mean, if you have to pay a little more just to get the middle seat, that is fine. I know it's going to rub people the wrong way. Or people are going to start trying going to early matinee films. But, like I said, it's up to your choice. AMC is trying their best to stay as much relevancy as they can. As, of course, you know, thanks to the pandemic... We pretty much got used to the point of just streaming movies at home and the comfort of our home. So I think they're just finding a way to get the people to take advantage of signing up for their membership. I think this is what it is, just to take advantage of signing up for the membership. 
that they offer. So you can get like discounts and stuff. So I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, you want to do more people to get into the theaters, but uh, I'm not going to pay more. It's just in the middle. It kind of makes you just want to go ahead and sit up up front or try to get to like the nosebleeds. That's basically it. So if you want to get in the middle, you're going to have to pay more. So like I said, probably a couple of dollars more, but at least you know they're still going to be offering the Tuesdays, $5 tickets all day on Tuesday. So take advantage of that. So I don't know. I know some people were upset online, but to me, this is just a little thing where we're doing it right now. We're doing inflation, so we got to get used to it, guys. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Let's go to theater. Like I said, I only go to theaters depending on the film that's coming out of theaters. When Am and the Lost coming out soon, yeah, I'll definitely go to the theater to watch that. It just depends on the film I want to see. Or anime films, because that's rare. They come out of theaters. Even though now it's been coming to common occurrence, so we'll think about that. Um, then I found out today. I found out that um, today, um, James Capostas, the founder of AMVs, had passed away. Remember back in the days of early YouTube, um, we used to have anime music videos where they play music videos. They use clips from different animes to sync with the music. Well, find out that James Capostas was the founder of anime music videos. Now, fortunately, he has passed away. Article written by Megan Peters from comicbook.com. says, sadly, it seems one of anime's fandom's pioneers have passed away. James Capistas, the world's founder of AMV, has passed away. News was shared online through a close friend, and Michael Pinto went on to share some loving words about Capistas to my old anime fandom friend. May you rest in peace, James Capistas. Known as Jim to his friends, he created the first anime theme music video using nothing but secondhand VHS footage. Loved by friends, Jim played a key role supporting early anime fandom events in NYC and Philly, and was an early cosplayer who dressed as Captain Avatar from Star Blazers, be involved with Otokatan. Um, pretty much, if you look at here, he was the first, created the first anime music video. Bonito fans, the world's first anime series was made by connecting two VCRs that sync scenes of Space Battleship Yamato to music from the Beatles. Then back in 1982, before video editing tech was readily available to masses, Kapasas was just 21 years old. Of course, creating MVs would go on to gain popularity as tech and next to group. Well, Kapasas manual edit to today's TikTok tributes to our fans' special looks different these days, and of course, MVs continue to boast one of the best music on the air, from classic channels on the bangers. MVs have it all, and thanks to Kapasas that we would have the past 10 days, so... May you rest in peace, Jim, and thank you so much for being an inspiration to many future AMV creators. And like I said, check out that stuff on YouTube. Thank you so much, James, for giving us something we love and sharing your passion for anime and music. And there's been a big scare in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Jerry King Law was rushed to the hospital earlier this week. He suffered a stroke while in Florida. Looks like we do have an update. Looks like um, with some good news for recovery, but looks like um, Dutch Town just tweeted on Tuesday afternoon this yesterday that Laura experienced paralysis. The right side immediately found a stroke. And then he just has a report he has regained partial use of his arm. His speech is still affected, but will take a bit more time. But he's improving. So, like I said, Jared King Laura, Hall of Famer. Um, like I said, um, Jim Ross had that as well, and. He's gone through that as well. Hopefully, Jerry Kalaris is here. Laura's official Twitter account announced on an update Wednesday that while his speech is currently limited, he's expected to make a full recovery. Um, he says thank you to everybody for all the prayers they share. So hopefully, if Jerry is recovering, thoughts go to him. They make uh, well deserve rest. 
get recovered. Hopefully, we'll see him again during the premier premium live event. You know, pre-show commentary. So, Jerry Kinlara, Hall of Famer. Thank you so much to Jerry for all his work in WWE history. So, hopefully, it makes a speedy recovery. We'll see him on the air soon. And then, speaking of AEW, um, they're expecting possible. Um, they might get a specter increase for next TV deal. Um, says that uh, ALD wrestlers approaching Christian Bonus Show history about Toycon launch promotion in nineteen. It looks like they're ex- expecting big increases in the rights for AEW programs around a good pace to make a very good deal for AEW media rights going forward. So it looks like they're just waiting possibly for Tony Khan's just waiting for the current television deal expires at the end of the year. Hopefully they'll get a renewal and possibly you know, possibly an increase in budget wise and hopefully we'll find out where they're gonna be streaming AEW programming. I know um the zone for international audiences became the streaming home of AEW for Japanese fans in Japan world. It's the home for streaming home for AEW. So far for the here for the US, so far we know that Ring of Honor is gonna have its own stream service called Honor Club. But we still don't know where AEW's backlog is gonna be available yet. I know Tony Khan is hopefully possibly HBO Max will be the home, but of course HBO Max is going through its own update soon by merging Discovery programming soon thanks to the merger of Water Brothers Discovery. That has been in the works right now to combine the two services. So all we can do as AEW fans is just wait. I we know it's going to be a good show tonight with the Acclaim taking on the Guns in an AEW tag team match. Um, the American Dragon Brian Danison taking on Roosh. And if he wins this match, eventually gets his match against MJF at Revolution in a 60-minute Iron Man match. So, many more of my card matches have been announced on the card. Before watching AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. Okay, that takes care of any news. Let me double check to make sure there's something else that I saw. And that's... And that, we have to wait and see if there's anything else. No... Nothing big. Oh, one thing I didn't know is that 90 show has been renewed. That's happened last weekend, and they have been announced that Netflix has renewed that 90 show for 16 second season. So, so we'll have to wait and see when that's going to be coming out. And I'm, I'm my guess is going to be like another summer. So. Don Eric Star Leia will be coming again in the summer to visit the grandparents, and basically it's probably going to take place over the summer again. The way the show's showing, following that all this stuff's going to be taking place at cost of the summer, so it could be changes with the cast, they're getting older, maybe some new storylines. I know the first season ended on a cliffhanger, so we'll see how Fez is doing with his um, recent relationships, so we'll see that, how that goes. All I know is it is coming back with 16 episodes. Congratulations to the cast. Of that 90 show, the Stodge does win again, so it's good to see Red and Kitty coming back. I'm still <laughs> watching the original that 70 show still for that nostalgia, so definitely check that out. That's on Netflix. Now, let's go and focus the main thing of this episode, which is One Punch Man. I just finished watching the past 48 hours. I just finished watching both seasons of One Punch Man. I watched the dub. I remember seeing the sub. I wanted to watch the dub just to see who was in the dub, and it was just as good as the sub. Um, so if you're not familiar with One Punch Man, I'm going to give you some background of the actual... Um, it's based on a manga. It's uh, 
created by one if you remember the author one is also the creator of mob psycho uh, he handles the, the writing well it's illustrated by yusuke murata it's published by shiresa our english publication here is Viz media and it comes out and jump comics is the imprint it is signing so far it's been run curb run right now is at 27 volumes it started back in 2012. It's got two seasons right now. Madhouse did the first season, and JC Set did the second season. So basically, the story is as follows. Basically, um, on a supercontinent version of Earth that has four moons, powerful monsters and villains wreak havoc. The owner Agony creates the Hero Association, which employs superheroes to fight evil. So basically, each city has got like different cities from like A to Z. Basically, um, it's a different. It's like a supercontinent. Basically, it's like a Pangea. So it takes place on a Pangea-like Earth, which apparently has four moons, and we get monsters and villains. Um, and the cities are named City A to like City C. Um, basically, um, it follows this character named Saitama, who pretty much. Um, is basically what an anime introduces, introduces us with the first episode. It kind of shows us like this lobster guy wrecking habit. And the, you see this guy named Saitama who's just walking. He's like an ordinary Sally man, pretty much. Um, and this, and this lobster guy decides to wreck habit and he's causing havoc throughout the city, trying to find this big chin kid who looks like he has balls <laughs> in front of his face. And, um, this guy decides to step in and help the kid out because freaking the laughter dude's like pretty much you know pissed off because the kid ended up doing drawing nipples on him and the reason why he became a lobster guy is because he ate too much too much seafood and that's why he became a lobster guy. That's kind of funny even in the Japanese version even like the English dub version because um he has the same laugh <laughs> but it's a pretty good job by the guy who did the voice. I know they brought in different actors to come in because it was almost like a villain of the week type of thing. The way the first season was like a villain of the week type of thing. Like, remember like the old Batman shows, how they had um, guest villains every week. So this kind of, I had that same feeling watching One Punch Man uh, season one. So it started out with him, like, basically. And before we get to the lobster guy, Crebalante, the episode starts with this guy playing Vaccine Man who looks like a freaking purple-ass alien. Um, who pretty much starts attacking the city and saying that we're the plague, we're the disease, we carry bacteria, so he's becoming the vaccine from Mother Earth to try to raise himself. And of course, we get this guy named Saitama, who's a bald guy, yellow jumpsuit with a white cape, red gloves, red boots, most unassuming face ever. Of course, you can tell the one, you can tell the, the artist took some inspiration from one. If you remember, Mob Psycho has that same type of face. You can look up um, Saitama's face when he's, like, you know, not satisfied. Um, Vaxi Man ends up trying to kill this girl, and, and Saitama interferes and just up killing the guy with just one punch. And, of course, he's not feeling it um, because he finds it boring. But he's too, as, too damn strong. So he ends up killing him. He's like, oh, I did it again. So he's like, like that, and he ends up saving the girl. Then, of course, it flashes back, like I said, to about three years ago where... What kind of like, aspiring to be a hero? Of course, the boy with a big chin boy ends up drawing nipples on this crab guy, Crabalante, who pretty much became this lobster-like character or crab-like creature by eating a lot of seafood. 
pretty much side time at that time, which is a regular Sally man who was about to go a job interview because he lost his job and feels like life was successful. He ends up take, putting action on hands and saves his kid. And pretty much, um, pretty much uh, decides to become a hero. And of course, it shifts to another villain called the Brain and Brawn Brothers, which are pretty much is a scientist guy who ends up make, giving his brother who wanted to be the world's strongest man um, super ass steroids. So he basically turns him giant, almost like a titan, because size starts crushing cities. Um, to the point, Simon gets there, and the dude, the big ass muscle dude, ends up killing his brother by accident by swatting him out of his shoulder as killing his brother. Of course, that time I just takes him out again. And of course, um, Saitama feels like born again. Like no matter uh, no matter what enemy he gets, he just kills him with one single punch. It kind of uh, makes him feel heartless, not showing like emotion. And he feels like bored because it's not much of a challenge. You're really strong. And of course, uh, he ends up having his dream sequence where a, a subterranean race invades Earth, thinking that, you know, the subterranean dream, he had a dream about the subterranean race who's going to invade the Earth, that they're strong, maybe be a challenge. And all of a sudden, you know, it shows he has his passion and ends up waking up and then finds out when he wakes up that the real subterranean race is uh, pretty much weak and he ends up killing their king and they end up retreating and surrendering the first episode was like one out there it was like i was like laughing and i understand his pain because it's like you want to be a hero for fun but you're so damn powerful that you kill these villains so you don't have much of a challenge so leads us into episode two which is known as the lone cyborg and this brings our focus to a guy named genos who pretty much tracks down this villain who is this mosquito girl and pretty much she's controlling these um, insectoids uh, and Mosquito Girl who pretty much typically controls mosquitoes with a range of 50 kilometers to drain every living being in sight. She uses a blood carbon because to generate her limbs to become stronger. And of course, um, Genos tries to fight him and just to the point that he almost like messes up. And then Saitama just dumps in and kills her. <laughs> right away, Genos it says that Saitama how a mass cyber destroys his hometown, kills his family. Despite Genos' three point explanations, past time agrees to make Genos his uh, apprentice. So, and then of course, um, Mosquito Girl's fellow mutants from the House of Evolution start going try to catch her. Saitama and Armored Girl surviving the gruesome as the heroes question. So, we get somewhat of a storyline. You got Genos, who's a cyborg, I guess. You at 15, his family gets killed by a cyborg, so he ends up. Contract is a scientist help him out become a cyborg. So he go after his mad cyborg. So his cyborg was like boring. He's like finds himself boring with the story, and decides you know what I'll make him my apprentice. And then of course they get attacked and they go after the scientist. His nose Doctor Genius. Uh, pretty much he's so obsessed of knowing Saitama's power. So decided to release the strongest creation from his Carnage Kabuto. But Saitama pretty much tells him, finally, uh, tells secret to his strength regiment. This is secret to his strength, and the funny thing is, they're all preparing. And here you've done this big reveal. Saitama's gonna like, you know, hey, this is how I became strong. Um, and this is what happens. He ends up doing basically his routine is basically he does 100 sit-ups. 
100 push-ups and pretty much um, runs 10 kilometers a day. He was doing it for every day, eating three meals three times a day, all while pretty much um, just doing it for three years, basically. Um, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats. Sorry, I missed up the squats. 10K ROM, eating healthy food, abstaining from use of air conditioner or heater in order to reinforce his mental fortitude. As much as training, even when his body was wounded, made strange cracking sounds. To the point he ends up losing his hair. For some reason, he ends up losing his hair. Um, and the scientists and this, the Kabuto are like, what? That's it? That's how you got strong? And of course, he ends up killing the Kabuto again. And pretty much Dr. Genius decides um, through Banner's research that everything he did was for nothing. And of course, Janos just follows Saitama and wants to become strong like him. And of course, like it's like each episode, then of course, we get introduced to like kind of like an antagonist for Saitama. Uh, pretty much this guy named um, Beat Up Town Sonic is his name. He's like a speedy ninja. He's up taking out this guy named Hammerhead in the Modern Ninja episode. And of course, he runs into Saitama, who pretty much mistakes him uh, for being bald and associated with the Paradisers. And of course, Saitama beats him. Saitama destroys Hammerhead, but lets him live run away. Then Sonic, thinking Saitama is one of the Paradisers, this is from Wikipedia, guys, attacks him. But after Ninja Saitama plants his crush Saitama's fist, and Ninja Quarters and Agony retreats, but after before declares Saitama his eternal rival. Of course, this their hammerhead turns over in your leaf, but they don't want her to still assume you're gonna kill him. The Saitama sucks over his lack of recognition for here, but the Janus suggests they join a here association. So, this is where, you know, Janus decides, you know what, Master, let's just go ahead and join here so just that way you can be recognized. Because instead of being like the over fun, he can start being recognized as a hero, start making money off of it, too, as well. Maybe that will increase his passion, his motivation to be a hero, and of course, takes us to the arc, and pretty much, um, Saitama, they added up passing the exam for your association. The general's placed in S class. Saitama ends up in C class by breaking a record of physical portion, but he did four in the non exams while Joe's surpassed both exams. So, of course, um, I'm A class here on my math. We switched channels to cover every walking gift or anything. So, I silly. Joe's was in with Saitama, much to the last chagrin. So, the episode goes, like I said, now that they're both heroes. And pretty much, Saitama's just gonna try his best to rank up in the city, rank up, and pretty much um, try ranking himself up. And then of course, he's trying to make ideas for mentoring Genos. And pretty much, uh, he tries to patrol because I guess C-class heroes get drop off on the rest of the weekend activities. Don't do anything, so he tries to tries to do stuff and pretty much he can't see he draws the eye of other heroes because of the way he's like freaking everybody out by running through town and just because of his face and um of course um he gets up wrong the eye of Tanktop Tiger and of course the other heroes and of course um they're thinking he's a cheater but of course he ends up ends up taking on this monster and of course um Saitama is now ranked 6 in popular despite being sent to place with the S class. So, Saitama, then Saitama is ranked 6. And Saitama, is I place in 17th place with the S class ranking only in envy of Saitama. So, he becomes popular. And of course, at least, like, I mean, basically, this is like a week. You get to see the other, like, heroes in the association, but, uh, just to get on this Deep Sea King, see these other characters like Puri Prisoner. 
um, All Black Man, Bumble Man, and Jet Nice Guy, Snack, Lightning Max. Oh, we can see Stinger and Moomin Riders. This guy on the bicycle. He's on different heroes. And then we see this, you know, leads on to the big thing where this guy named Dominator the Universe, like this big alien Boros. We thought this could be the biggest bad guy because he's a big alien invading the Earth. And of course, Anzo's side time kicking his ass again. And of course, he ends up beating him again. And pretty much, that's how the season ends. Basically, basically the story is basically Saitama just kicking everybody's ass. But I want to actually want to talk about the characters. Um, so we'll talk about Saitama before we get into season two. Um, season one is enjoyable. Definitely check out season one. It has really good moments. Um, it's twelve episodes. It's a good laugh, but. Like I said, I didn't want to spoil too much you guys, but I want you to see it. Yes, beats up Boros. I'm going to tell you right now. He beats up villains one punch, but it's cool to see how these villains feel. I'm like, they're surprised. He makes people surprised. He, he makes the other heroes surprised that this guy is just powerful because he worked out every day. He just kills with one punch. They think he's cheating, but he's not. And they're just amazed and astounded. Just like this guy does, that doesn't have that charisma, but somehow... Goes out the rankings and Hero Association. Doesn't wear the most flashiest costume, um, but he just surprises people. And then you got Turbo Tornado, Tornado and she kind of feels like she kind of discounts all him. Saitama feels intimidated by him, um, but she wants to stay number one as well. And, and then you got the Monster Association. There's like a lot of things going on. So definitely check out first season of Saitama of uh, One Punch Man. Um, which, um, before we get to season, talk about season two, I want to just go over the characters. And we'll start with Saitama. Like I said, he's a bald-headed, this is all from Wikipedia, guys, so I'm going to read what, what talks about them. So, basically, he's a bald-headed 25-year-old man who's bored of fighting because he's able to effortlessly defeat enemies with a single punch. He lived in an apartment in City Z. Three years prior to the start of the series, was he still at hair, Saitama was job hunting when he was defeated the super... Officer civilian Crabalante that attempted to kill Chawa with a butt chin, a ball chin. Saitama says he became a hero for fun. His abilities make his physical abilities magnified to the most degree, strength is true power. Saitama with speed, stamina, durability by being mere side effects. He attributes this to his daily regimen, like I said, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, 10k run, eating healthy food, abstaining from using an air conditioner or here in order to reinforce his mental fortitude. He also mentions that training even when his body was wounded made strange cracking sounds. Three years of Spartan training pushed Saitama to his limits, making him nearly unbeatable. Or in the series, picks up the Saitama and eliminates Genos. So I don't want to read on what it goes on afterwards. Um, but he ends up um, forming friendships. Um, Max Minoma is the voice of the English stuff. Remember, Max Minoma is the voice of Ryuji from Persona 5. And he's voicing Japanese by Makoto Furukawa. Japanese version. According to this right now, this is what they got. I'm going to read their whole bios. So, sorry, guys. I'm just going to read what the bios have for these characters. This is all from the Wikipedia page. So, though he has broken all physical records in a hero entrance exam by huge margins, Saitama enters the Hero Association with a score of 71, getting him one of the lowest ranks in the Hero Association. This is due to his measurable performance on the mental exam. Miserable performance. He soon goes above the ranks by performing many deeds, although many of his efforts are not recognized because of the collateral damage or high tier superheroes receiving more credit. These include defeating the raging ninja supervillain assassin on speed of sound Sonic, who became one of his unlikely rival, and destroying a meteor similar to the club 
Each with a single punch. As of the current arc, of Icon 1, he's like, I don't want to read that. Um, in a dark metal piece, I don't want to read that. I don't want to spell that. Um, Draw Fairy Super Fantasy Four Specials with Moon Rider, Bang King, Genos, and Blizzard. Use superhero anime, superhero name and association is called Bald Cape. Cape Baldy, pretty much. In the anime, he's known as Cape Baldy, but he's known as Bald Cape in the manga. <laughs> Um, Genos is a 19-year-old cyborg became Saitama's disciple at the Bearing Witness of Saitama's Easy Victor or Mosquito Girl. Four years prior to the start of Starline, his family was killed by a rampaging cyborg known as Mad Cyborg. Genos was nearly killed in the attack and his body was destroyed. So to keep him alive, a scientist named Dr. Casino took Genos in and modified his body to make him a cyborg with destructive capabilities. Ever since Genos had been obsessively searching for traces of Mad Cyborg, buying vengeance immediately prior to the main story. Dr. Kusino argues that Genos should move on from his obsession with Mad Cyborg, but Genos remains fairly convinced that the justice demands for the obsession with Cyborg. Perfect score in the entry exam for the Hero Association places him in the highest class, S class, far above Saitama's placement in the C class, but he still considers Saitama to be his master, goes with him whenever he is not summoned to other missions. Saitama often has to save him, as Genos has strong personality causes him to jump into action without thinking. Lives Saitama at the offering a sizable down payment for his share of the rent. His superhero name in the Hero Association is Demon Cyborg. He is voiced by Kaido Ishikawa in the Japanese version. And by Zach Aguilar in the English dub. Zach Aguilar, you know him as, um, he's been in a lot of animes. Of course, he's, um, Tanjiro in Demon Slayer. So, the main two guys. Now, the Hero Association. I'm going to go to ones that are familiar for the first season that I have not seen. Um, we'll go with the one that I keep seeing, uh... There we go. Tornado! Also known as Terrible Tornado. She's, uh... Or Senseirutsu no Tatsumake. Or Tornado. She's at rank 2. She's a top-tier female superhero. She's a petite 20-year-old woman with curly green hair whose youthful appearance and a short stature leaves others to use her for a lost little girl. As an expert, she can perform psychic maneuvers such as telekinesis and levitation. She has a younger sister named Lizard. The battle with... Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. Um... So, pretty much, she is a strong expert. She's voiced by Ayuki in the Japanese version and by Maureen Harrington in season one and Karina Butterfly season two of the dub. Okay. I'm just gonna show you the people you've seen the first season. I'm not gonna mention the other heroes. Another one is Bang, also known as uh, goes by a hero named Sewer Fang. He's in uh, rank three, he's an expert martial artist who runs a dojo in City C. But back when he was young, Bang used to utilize a forbidden martial arts style fist and unleash explosive. Selfish threat to his brother, Bomb redeems him. Spiders rush finally style, bang abandoned the forbidden side of the fist of the falling water crushing rock. But a similar caliber is the style bomb uses enjoys hero's position and present prior to Saitama's registration to an organization. Thanks to Bomb, Bang becomes wise and displays a great deal of patience while compared to others in S class. Often scolds other heroes for being haughty and selfish, just as he was back in the future. So soon as Charanko, owing to the fact he has a former disciple named Garu who Beat down his other students, including Sour Face, until he quit, and Bang was suing to stop Garo from learning his former fighting style. And then we have Atomic Samurai, Chow Emperor, Metal Knight, King, Zombie Man, I guess. Drive Nine, there's Blast, this is another character, Pit God. I guess we'll see these guys later in the anime. Oh, he's in the anime, he's like, 
Some super durability domain lights are fat. There's immunity various poison and you can with them to disagree off the swarm much as a soul. Sprint light black buster, watchdog man, flash class, tank top master, metal bat, booty booty prisoner. Uh, a class superheroes got a my mask and some common uh, my mask. Uh, snake bites neck, golden ball, and spring mustachio. Lightning Max, Stinger, Atomic Sunrise Disciples. We got other A class superheroes. B class is Tank Top Black Hole, Blizzard. And she has her Blizzard Bunch. She's also an expert like her sister, um, Tornado. So, pretty much, she feels insecure and wants a little to her sister's reputation, but she her sister kind of saves her for any situation. Um, like I said, you got Moon Rider, Tank Top Tiger, as well. You got the staff, some of the characters. So, definitely um, something you want to see in the first season. I'll definitely pick up the manga. So, now season two. I felt season two was kind of like all over the place because there was a lot of shit going on. But when I talk about season two of One Punch Man, like season one, I give it like a rating. I gave it, I think I gave it like an eight on my anime. I gave it a nine because I like the animation. So I gave it a nine on my anime list. I enjoyed it. I wish there was more episodes. I kind of felt that they should have done more episodes. I know 12 is kind of like the standard for some anime seasons, but I felt they could have been more to add. Been more story, more backstory to side to mom. More, I would love to see Genesis' story. I know he pretty much explains it in a speech, but it would be nice to have a flashback with Genesis to see what happened, to see what this, you know, Samad Cyborg looks like, and why, you know, show that. But like I said, they can probably fit so much in 12 episodes. And this is what comes out season two. I think a lot of people got criticism with season two because the fact that Madhouse was not doing the animation ended up being JC staff. They replaced the director, replaced the whole staffing, and pretty much um, it basically it picks up a little bit after the first season where basically um, they're just like Saitama and Genos are just shopping um, and up running across King who's an S-class here rank 7. Apparently this here king ends up being not the strongest man alive, but an alternative otaku happened to be at the place where Master was starting giving the credit. He's running from an enemy, but Saitama rescued him. King Rogers had kind of saved him in the past after saving him from being attacked again again. Afterwards, Saitama plays video games with King while Genos gets upgrades from G Force equipment to being the robot. President Hero says announces that he will be hiring villains. See how Saitama leaves the meeting of this guy. Saitama was not president. A man named Garo interrupts the meeting. Um, says here, despite being Garo is both the heroes and villains saying that he's on the side of the monsters, cares everyone as his enemy. He beats up everyone except Stitch to send a message. So now we got a guy named Garu who pretty much doesn't like heroes, doesn't like villains. Um, and Santa was pretty much hanging out with this guy, King, and King, like I said, um, sells job and tried to. Pick a fight with Saitama. You got Sane coming out, and you got Fubuki, who is a uh, Blizzard. Um, tries to attack Saitama. Even Saitama says factions are useless, and where's Esper? Never saw heroes again. And we can find out that Fubuki's actually a young sister of uh, Tornado. And the reason why she has underlings is to make herself stronger. 
And even sites, she tries to recruit sites on my site. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to join this. And then she's surprised that King's hanging out with him. And of course, um, we can find out that Saitama and Genos get their nicknames. And Garo's beating up pretty much uh, different, like, heroes, basically. And you get this strong number of Garo's beating up heroes. Saitama's just doing his thing and ends up finding out Toronto's going to be in this tournament. And Saitama decides, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and join this tournament. Because if I want to find out about Garo and apparently Garo knows martial arts, I'm like, oh, I'm going to join this tournament. I want to learn martial arts. So he ends up... Um, Getting this uh, this wig and tries to portray as how is Garanko by entering the tournament, which is funny. And then we see this little postcard scene where, and then pretty much you see Metal Bats. We have to see the other heroes take like um like I noticed in the second season, and of course we get the more appearances of different monsters as well. Like the monster stations trying to make itself known to the point where they wanted to recruit Garo, and Garo's like, no, I'm not gonna join you. I'm not a monster. I'm not a villain. I'm like just being up people and and you get the tournament which felt okay each anime has to have a tournament arc but tournament arc just goes quickly because uh, Saitama brings up beating up everybody right away and of course um, he ends up you know to the finals and of course he's at a point like even the monsters start recruiting the guys to eat monster shows become monsters and then of course um Santana pretty much uh, beat, goes to the finals, but of course he gets disqualified because he supposedly head coverings were against the rules. And it says, um, even like like I said, um, and pretty much it's all these heroes. Like that family explains the reason they don't Gyro during respect and hypnotization. They're going to start fighting, going to send Gyro to free with robot hands, so. This is Genos nearly kills Garo, but Garo manages to escape against such a monster that no one can beat. Genos counters the scene that Saitama will always be defeat any monster is strong. Means Garo does Saitama who Saitama is a group monster to ambush Genos. Genos completely kills them all, staying that he learns from the mistakes will be so just about the fire at Garo once more and kicks Garo in the head. Bomber rises in, kills the monsters. The Silver Fair Bang does actually up catching all um, Silver Fang Bang and Bomb trying to team up. Start beat up Garo. Garo remembers his young ruler and a pop question named Tachan. And the reason why Garo hates the villain isn't much of because he thinks that he won't want to be here with the young weakling. It looks like Garland's up getting captured by the villain monster association, so we'll have to wait and see what the first season is. And like I said, I didn't want to spoil too much. I mean, yes, I was dropping back and forth, but this season was kind of weird. I love the, the animation wasn't too bad. JC Steph has done work on her animes. Now people got used to Madhouse's animation style. But I like the story. I like the tournament arc. I wish we had more of the tournament arc. I was going to see the different competitors. And Saitama just going there with a <laughs> shitty ass wig and just beating up everybody and winning. And it, it was it was funny. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the jokes. I love the animation. Then we got to see these other monster villains coming out of the work work. We got to see more Blizzard, Tornado, all these other heroes like Mad Bat. You know, they're being tasked to protect the members of the association, the Hero Association. We get to see the Monster Association make their presence known. Who's supposed to be the big organization that's like the villain organization. And we get to see them making an appearance. So we have to see, curious to see what the third season is. Of course, Genos, you know, is still trying to be as strong as his master, Saitama. 
trying to learn as much from him. But of course, Saitama tries to be the best, like, you know, sensei or master to him. Doesn't work out his mind because he kind of, like I say, gets a hot head, jumps into action too quickly while thinking. Of course, Saitama just being Saitama, just looking for the thrill and wanting the money. <laughs> of course, he didn't wing. And like I said, he's trying to get through life as he goes and tries to raise himself up in the rankings. So that's season two of One Punch Man overall. I think I gave that one an eight because I felt that term might have been longer. I ran 12 episodes. I wish they had been more than 12 episodes, but I find out the manga is like the guy, um, one does chapters monthly, so kind of that's how it is when it comes to One Punch Man. So I need to go back and read the manga, which I do recommend, guys. Read the manga. It's available digitally and physically. Um, also check out One's Other Work, Mob Cycle 100. Um, as well. So overall, I do recommend One Punch Man. If you're into superheroes with kind of a parody, because I noticed a character in there. I noticed I was dressed as the Chapulín Colorado. I can tell you're one came across Chapulín Colorado sometime viewing because it kind of has the same color as Chapulín. Has a big hammer. No difference is the guy wears a mask. You'll see the little antennas popping out. He has a smiley face on his suit, but I can tell that's the Chapulín Colorado. Get me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Overall, One Punch Man is a good series into superheroes. It ain't for all. That's for singing, which means adult demographic. And if you're, you want to know what happens when the guy is like the super strongest person in the world, how he takes down villains with just a single punch, how that person feels. Because you always have these comparisons with Superman and Batman who can win a fight. Superman or Batman or, you know, Goku versus, you know, um, Luffy or... You know, now the whole big debate is Saitama can pretty much beat up anybody, basically. No one can defeat Saitama, basically. That opens the debate, because ever since Saitama came out, there's been a lot of debates, you know, who can win in the fight between Goku and Saitama. I would say Saitama could beat Goku. Maybe I could be wrong. But based on the two seasons of One Punch Man, I'm convinced that Saitama is the strongest person in the world, and it just sucks for him because he wants that challenge, and I feel he's not going to get that challenge. So, So, like I said... Um, definitely watch One Punch Man. It's available on Hulu. You see both seasons on Hulu. Um, it's, it's the only single season you'll find out is on Crunchyroll and Netflix. Only have the first season, but if you want to experience the second season, check it out on Hulu. I recommend One Punch Man. So definitely check it out. I enjoyed it, both the sub and dub. Watch both. I always say, once you dub, watch the dub first, then watch the sub, and that way you have a comparison between the two. Overall, I enjoy One Punch Man. I love the characters. I'm going to read the manga just to see what happens next. I know Season 3 has been announced. Don't know when it's going to come out. But one thing before I leave, I do want to give a manga um, recommendation. Uh, I started reading about this manga at a convention at Fan Expo. And I'm going to the bookstore and buying more volumes, which is called Time Stop Hero. It's published by Seven Seas Entertainment. And the stories are by Yashinori Mitsunaga. Basic story follows this. Story, it's an isekai type of story. There's etchy elements on it. I don't know if it will be an anime, but I feel the concept's kind of interesting. Basically, the story is Kazuma Sekai has been transported to another world where he has the ability to press pause, stopping time itself. So he ends up waking up in this other world with a game controller, which is similar to an NES controller that has four buttons, but it gains him the ability to press pause. So he's in this trap in this fantasy like role like a video game. So he sees like this timer appears in his vision. And apparently he can level up and stuff. So he's kind of in this video game inspired RPG like world. But then he has the ability to stop time when he ends up using it just not to improve himself, but of course using it for loot purposes by simply lifting up girl skirts, 
taking off their clothes, viewing their, you know, bits, and finds a way to take out the cheat and, you know, pretty much um, um, pass quests and stuff and just find out the purpose of why is he there, why is he at this timer, he doesn't know what happens to the timer, just zero, but he ends up getting this timer that, that, that pretty much doesn't know why this timer appears, but apparently if he does this task, kind of resets the timer, it kind of changes Barry on a test he gets, so. And he's just, you know, using the advantage of being able to stop time. So it's kind of interesting because it has this protagonist that pretty much is a typical, like, video gamer. So he's familiar with the concept. And, of course, ends up using, you know, the controller to stop time. Taking advantage of stopping time and in order to get stronger. And the time moves different. And the time moves different when he stops time. So yeah, so being days for them, while for people it'd be like minutes or half an hour. But for him it's longer. But of course he still has that timer and it feels vision. So definitely check out the Time Stop Hero. Um there's currently five volumes out now. There's a six volume coming out later this month. Definitely recommend reading it. It is enjoyable. I did enjoy it so far. There's some comedy in it. I love the artwork. I love it. It takes you know, some post video games. It does mention video games in here. And of course, um, there's some etchy stuff. So who knows? Maybe this will get adapted into, and into an anime. We have to wait and see. But definitely check out Time Stop Hero, available in all bookstores and online. And that would do it. Looks like Manchester United end up tying the game. Thank God, they're still in third place, for three points. Telling you, I love football, guys. So thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I'm gonna check out the backlog episodes. Make sure to check out. My backlog episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fixed. Check out the merch store at talkpopculture.threatless.com. Um, you can follow the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at podcult85. You can tweet me there. If you'd like to be interviewed by yours truly, make sure to ship me an email or just tweet me. Do a DM me on Twitter. And also... Follow me on Twitter personally at TheFranchise85. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. And also, what po?